0: Please be mindful of those who are performing salah, please move forward, ensure there's uh, no gaps in between. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا ما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا اللهم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل ابدالنا لطاعتك وفقنا لما تحب وترضى من قولي والعمل والفعل والنية والهداي إنك على كل شيء قدير يا وهاب يا وهاب يا وهاب يا فتاح يا فتاح يا فتاح يا جبار يا جبار يا جبار قال الله سبحانه وتعالى وربك يخلق ما يشاء ويختار ما كان لهم الخير سبحان الله وتعالى ما يشكون وربك يعلم ما تكِن صدورهم وما يعلنون وهو الله لا إله إلا له, له الحمد في الأولى والآخرة وله الحكم وإلهي ترجعون قل أرأيتم إن جعل الله عليكم الليل سرمدا إلى يوم القيامة من إله غير الله يأتيكم بضياء أفلا تسمعون قل أرأيتم إن جعل الله عليكم النهار سرمدا إلى يوم القيامة من إله غير الله يأتيكم بليل تسكنون فيه أفلا تبصرون ومن رحمته جعل لكم الليل والنهار لتسكنوا فيه ولتبتغوا من فضله ولعلكم تشكرون وَيَوْمَ يُنَادِيهِمْ فَيَقُولُ أَيْنَ شركائي الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزُعُمُونَ وَنَزَعْنَا مِن كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ شَهِيدًا فَقُلْنَا هَاتُوا بُرْهَانَكُمْ فَعَلِمُوا أَنَّ الْحَقَّ لِلَّهِ وَضَلَّ عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَفْتَرُونَ Respected brothers and sisters, dear listeners, dear elders and friends, and the guests of the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As- As always we remind ourselves, our intention, my intention, your intention, all of us is to take the full benefit from the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this firm belief that there's nothing that can solve the problems of our own and the problems of the world more than the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can. There's nothing that has the capacity to treat us of our spiritual, physical illnesses the way the Quran has. And of course this is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the ulama. I met in this past week Amra's journey. He was saying you know repeatedly, and uh, every time I meet him, he always says the same thing the people they look for treatment through for, for various things you know, for various atkar and aurad, uh, and you know that 's just kind of the misage of our people <laughs> right One person he said <laughs> you know i said I drive my car real fast. can you give me little uh, some wazifa, something to read for that another one said to my Ustad, he said, uh, I think half of us, 90% of us will say, please give that to me. Huh? So he says, I, I, I've suffered like laziness. I feel lazy. Can you give me something for that? He said, by means you just roll up your sleeves and get to work. So if you're, if you're feeling lazy, just there's, basically strengthen your willpower and just stand up and do what you gotta do, basically so this Ustad was mentioning that people are always looking for treatments here and there, but not realizing that the best ilaj is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala any ilaj is there, is, is there, but there, the, when a person begins to read the Quran when a person begins to uh, practice on the Quran, when a person begins to uh, live his life according to the Quran, then there's no doubt all his issues will get solved but and now the question is What about uh, you know, uh, different types of ruqiyah that are there That I myself prescribe many times here And to others privately as well And what about, what's the role of that? So the example that, I'm, you know, that came to my mind When someone asked this a few days ago I said think of a, a car that is in a ditch It's an amazing car It's got a high-end, you know, expensive, luxurious car But with this type of roads We see how many of them are in the ditch so the car is in the ditch. So now you want this uh, car to be able to run on its own ordeal. So now, if a, if a sheikh says, read this Surah seven times, or read Ayatul Kursi straight from the Quran this many times, a person should be reading a lot more. You should be reading three Jews a day as a hafiz. not hafiz, at least one juz. You should be reading after every salat this many yathkar. But wohorani, that's not happening. And now you're telling me I need to do that But I'm not able to do that I haven't prayed Fard Salah for so long You're telling me to read this Nafil And pray Salah with Jama'ah in the front row How am I gonna get to do that When I'm having a hard time with Juma'ah For example There's many people like that There's no doubt Solution to your problems lies And my, my problems lies with Salah with Jama'ah with Salah on time Staying away from drinking Staying away from looking at Haram From smoking Haram From thinking about Haram From indulging in Haram From investing in Haram, early haram. That's there We know that Who does not know that? But to get ourselves to that, we're having a problem So you have to give a quick fix The quick fix is just to get you out of the ditch Once you are out of the ditch Then you need to use your own uh, uh, mashallah, wheels and your own tires And your own engine To be able to cruise Not to say for the next Forever, for eternity You're going to be on the back of a pickup truck Or a tow truck You know your car being driven around the goal is to get you out of that. So, these adhkar from the Quran that we prescribe or our teachers prescribe are simply, uh, you could say, crutches to get yourself out of uh, the mess and for your, your life and my life to be on sunnah. For our life, the, the day where our life and my life, your life becomes according to the sunnah of the Prophet, and we are running on amal, alhamdulillah, that's the day our uh, success comes. Does that mean our problems will end at that time? My beloved brothers, my dear friends. Who said ending your problems is a sign of success? This doesn't work like that. If there is anyone who should have had his problems ended, it should have been the Prophet wasallam. But his difficulty knows no bounds. From the day uh, he, be, he claimed and he invited towards Allah and claimed prophethood till the day he passed away, in pain to the extent in his maradul wafat, as he's passing away, he's putting his hand where in a bowl of water, and he say, Inna lil moti sakarat, because of the intensity of the pain. He says, indeed, death has its very strong pangs. Death is very difficult. This is our Nabi, the best of the best creation saying, as he puts his hand in the bowl of water. He's sweating, out of pain. Allahu Akbar. These are his final moments. They weren't easy. And so why should a person think that if I become obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then mashallah, all my problems must immediately get solved. If not, I've got nothing to do with Islam. What did Islam give me, huh? What did Islam give me? I changed my haram business into halal I changed my haram relationships into halal I gave up all my bad habits And started doing good habits And what? My life has become even more challenging Whoa! They shouldn't come to you as a shock right? This is something That you have to have deep down This feel, this yaqeen That good deeds will benefit you And sins will harm you that has to be the conviction and yaqeen that we have to have. But that harm and that benefit may not be manifested right now. It may actually never be manifested in this entire life of yours. It may be manifested only in the hereafter. You think about what's happening on the fourth month here in Gaza, in that whole area, Palestine. For a moment, would there be someone in their brains, in their, com- in their senses say, you know what subhanAllah, I wish my relatives, my friends, we're on the other side, part of the IDF, part of the Yehud, and not being slaughtered the way they are right now, killed through the, with the with the philosophy. I don't think there's a single person you'll find, not sitting here, not outside. Say this. But based on what you see, what meets the eye, that's what's happening. Someone is slaughtering another one. Someone is, 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 is getting stronger and the other one's getting weaker. Someone's got billions that are pouring in and someone doesn't have light, no electricity, no, not a single hospital that's running. Masjid 65, masjid's gone. Universities bombed out. What's left? What's left? Why should you not want to desire to be a Yahudi? Why not? Because what meets the eye is success, is with the Yahud. Failure is with the Palestinian Muslims That's what meets the eye to me and to all of us But none of us would say that Because we're not judging What we see based on what, yani, based on what meets the eye We're looking at the long picture That subhanallah <laughs> The curse of Allah is going to be on these worst oppressors Every single day that they lead oppressing It's only digging their uh, hole deeper and deeper in, the of, uh, uh, in, in Jahannam That's it and those who are suffering their suffering is going to be such that every one of us sitting here will envy on the day of judgment Ya late Ya late I wish I could go back into the dunya and suffer this type of suffering that our Palestinian brothers and sisters went through I wish my son could die this death I wish my daughter could suffer like that I wish my wife could suffer like that Wallahi when the people of Afiya will see the people of Musiba and the shuhada on the day of judgment who would not wish that if they were to be given one more life To go into the dunya That what is that? 30 seconds? 15 seconds? What is that? What is dunya compared to the akhirah Of one day, 50,000 years 50,000 years is just one day 50,000 years is just one day Of yawm al qiyamah what is all of this? What is my life in your life compared to the history of the humanity? When you're studying millions, hundreds of millions of years, billions of years, this Earth is around. What is my 60 year of life? Out of which 60 years? Three months of suffering, five months of suffering, eight months of suffering, one week of suffering. What is it, my friends? Nothing. It's not even a speck compared to the akhirah. Nah, compared to this world. And then number two, compared to the akhirah. So a person of afia will wish that he could suffer on the day of judgment as it comes in hadith that the people on the day of judgment will ask Allah that ya Allah we wish our skin could have been cut into pieces through huge knives through huge maqari through huge scissors and our skin would be peeled off and cut into tiny pieces without anesthesia just like that why because we've seen people who got tortured and their ajr and reward in akhirah and the amount of uh, upgrades that have gotten in Jannah for eternity Man. If we had an option, we would. Now, of course, we're going to say that over there, not over here. Because what meets the eye over here is, oh, this is too hard. But my point here is that we deep down in our heart also believe that Islam is haq, no matter what happens. That's why all of us here would never side with the zalimin, ghassibin, mushrikeen, Yahud, nasara, who are doing zulm on our innocent brothers and sisters. None of, no one, even if he's major sinner, he hasn't prayed Salah in years, and months. He still wouldn't say, I side with this side. But you see success, if you're just purely judging success, well, success is very clear here. One group is winning. One group is, is, is expanding their area more and more and more. And they have been for many years. So let, let us now at least remove this from our mind, that failure and success is not the failure and success of this world. Otherwise, not only the Yahud of today, but the Fir'aun, Qarun, Haman of the past and the present are all the most successful people based on what meets the eye, based on value of their bank accounts, based on brute physical power that they had, based on the strength and the breadth of their armies. But we're not like that. We don't judge failure and success based on pure material things. Well, now we got to bring that into our own life. That in my own life, ever since I started coming to the masjid, if I happen to have a decrease in my wealth or a decrease in my you know, health, or some issues started happening in my business, etc. I cannot count that as failure. And if I have disobeyed Allah, distanced myself from the masjid, I have seen a growth in my business, growth in uh, in my income, I have seen a forward trajectory in the way I'm leading my life, I absolutely cannot count that as success. This has nothing to do with success or failure. These are just things, the pattern of this world that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to keep this test real he makes it such that those who obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah wants to really test them to see why are you obeying me? are you obeying me for bucks? are you obeying me because everyone who is obedient they seem to be making it out there that's why you wanna come here? I don't want that I don't want you to come only for me I don't want you to come here for material success imagine if everyone who comes to the masjid became materially successful there will be no place to stand no place to sit because this will be the easiest place. They khalas, Go to the masjid and your needs will be fulfilled and you'll become a, you know, a successful person, a successful entrepreneur. You know, why wouldn't people just show up to the masjid? If you come the night before, your exams will all pass. You don't have to study. There will be no place subhanallah we do see usually in exam time I don't know huh, how it used to be Pakistan but the exam time the masjids do fill up a little bit huh? Ishra, you know right before people used to pray sal- I remember when I was in madrasa to ishraq one ishraq we packed it would be like Juma ishraq <laughs> everyone would be praying ishraq before they go into the exam hall 730 you know so Allah if he made it such that he connected immediate success of dunya with ibadah then they would no longer be a test and if he connected failure with disobedience it would not be a test because anyone who disobey He'd start losing his job He'd start, uh, you know, having problems at home Etc. immediately And he would be able to make that connection That my life has f- You see, it's what I just said You have to make that connection Sometimes people do disobey Allah And uh, they suffer But they just don't make the connection Like for example Famous story of someone came to a sheikh and said I hear about fail- is disobedience of Allah brings about punishment I have not seen any punishment I have disobeyed Allah left and right No punishment Why is it? So he asked him, so when was the last time you got up at night and prayed in Tahajjud? He said, What? I don't even pray Isha. I don't even pray Fajr. What Tahajjud? He said, Khalas. What greater punishment would you like than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying to you, I don't want to see you? I don't want to, I don't want to even give you an opportunity to stand in front of me. I don't, I'm going to deprive you of, of, being, of having an audience with me. What greater punishment could you want than that? that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shuns you away from his house, shuns you away from the musallah, shuns you away from doing good things. So what I'm saying is many times, we do get punished when we disobey, but we simply cannot make the connection. right? It is a very clear result of our sins, but we're not able to make that connection. That's why shaitan and nafs come in, and they do not allow us to sense it. But instead, they actually make us feel that disobedience has led to a much more enjoyable life. Subhanallah So these are things Starting off from my introduction I said the, 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 the book of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala We have to have this yaqeen That if I bring this into my life All my problems will go away Where? Of the akhirah And my problems in this dunya May get solved Or may not get solved But those problems will be Easy to handle Just like our brothers and sisters in Palestine The problems has not come to an end They're praying They're probably praying more fajr than we are Definitely praying more fajr than we are More dua no doubt than we are But has their problems ceased to end? No. But Allah Azza wa Jal has given them resilience and strength. We cannot take a thorn pricking us the way they take on a bullet. We cannot take a small little, uh, you know, uh, uh, what you call fender bender, the way they take their whole house being demolished. I lose my mind if I have a small little accident. SubhanAllah. And these people have lost their whole house in front of them, right in front of them. And they lost three, half of their family too, maybe, or more than half of that. And what are they saying? We are just simply pleased with whatever Allah has decided. What is that? That is success. Because every single thing that's happening, you and I have to have this conviction, happens only by the will of Allah. Whatever happens in my home, your home, or the homes over there, is only happening with the will of Allah. The difference is, they are pleased and accepting Allah's decision, while we're not. We're not. We always have got something to complain about. It's that upset. We're upset. We're frustrated. We're anxious. Why are things not going the way we want? So in reality, I'm a failure and they're successful. How so? I have a beautiful home and they've lost everything they have. Well, the reason is because of the condition of their heart. The condition of the heart through their connection with deen has allowed them to be able to take in whatever Allah is sending down towards them with a strength, resilience, and iman. Beloved friends, as we you know mark months after months and 26,000 increasing in the number of, of, of shuhada, I want to take a moment here to say that we need to also continuously reflect on the sifat of those people. As earlier, as someone was just mentioning today, so much, so many people, alhamdulillah, are waking up across the globe protesting and calling and writing letters and doing all those things. But just think, how many of those pictures that are coming out of Palestine of men and women, or women, let's just talk about that. Do you see them walking around you know, with their hair uncovered, with their, you know, uh, with their clothes uh, unbefitting, a muslimah, even in all the pictures you see women screaming or crying, if you do, you will see subhanAllah, all of them wearing scarves. All the women wearing big jackets or long, uh, you know, jilbabs, the way they wear the, in a jacket form. You see that whatever is they're going through, they haven't given up their haya. And as we are, mashallah, standing up to do support them, what's going on with us? Where's our haya? Where is our sense of dignity? We are, mashallah, trying to support but why are we missing the point that look at these people man they're dying but they're not missing their salah they're dying but they're not missing their their adhkar. they're dying but they're not missing their haya why is it that in all the luxury that we have we're completely 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 just passing by this as though it's, it's not even relevant so focused on trying to save them on the day of judgment I feel like that's what they're gonna be saying that you know the amount of effort you put into saving us we wish you saved yourself we wish you saved yourself look where you are well now, what are you gonna say what are we gonna say on the day of judgment What am I going to see on the Day of Judgment? If these people see you and I, or just myself, in a place where I I should never be. That subhanAllah, you gave so much focus on us to end our being oppressed in the world, but little did you realize what a great oppressor you were on yourself by sinning and breaking the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single time we break an order of Allah, we're stabbing ourselves. Every single time we look at haram, every single time we think of haram, every single time we drink haram, every single time we spend haram, invite towards haram, what happens? We are honestly nailing ourselves down again and again. That's why Allah Azza wa says, woman who Who is the greater grave, greater sinner? Who, no, who is the greater oppressor? Who is the greater oppressor than the one who sins against himself? The one who oppresses himself by sinning against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are honestly some major things that we have to reflect on in our dars of Quran. In any dars of Quran, wherever we come, we always remind ourselves that not only we're gonna practice on whatever good we hear we're gonna propagate it but my dear brothers and sisters my dear listeners let us always also come with an open hopeful heart right please be hopeful no matter how bad your situation may be say ya Allah I'm coming to your Quran to find solutions I'm coming to your Quran to get me out of this mess my dear friends there is no such thing as despondency. As someone asked me earlier this week, uh, when should I know that uh, I can give up and when should I know giving up is from shaitan? I said brother this, this question is, is also complete for shaitani question. There's no such thing as good giving up. There is no such thing like good giving up. There's no such thing as despondency. There is no such thing as it's okay we can give up now. We have no word, no, in our dictionary despondency that doesn't exist. We must always, always remain hopeful. No matter how bleak things may look like. No matter how bleak things look like, we must always look hopeful. And what do I mean bleak? Not only bleak in your dunya, but bleak in your akhirah. Many friends will say, I, I've sinned so much, man, and I don't understand. I change, then go right back. I change, I go right back. I'm done with this. How does that help by you saying you're done with this? You know, I say this, this concept again. You hear me many times repeating this because this is very important. I hear this from our community and our youth, you know, reaching out for help and adults that they keep on feeling despondency. And this despondency is actually a full-blown attack of shaitan. First, it get you into sin. And then after it gets you in there to laugh at you and say, ha you can never get out of here. So no, I'm going to get out. He said, no, you can't. They just, you know, that's what they do and uh, bullies do, right? What do the bullies do? I beat you and you're never going to be able to beat me again. Instead of encouraging, he said, no, I, I, he beat him by one point. But he will make so much fun of him for the next 15 minutes, that poor guy, he could probably beat him and do well in the game, but his, his, his whole self-esteem breaks down. That's what bullies do. That they try to beat you, and if they beat him, if they didn't beat him, if, they, they, they lost by, if the bully lost by one point, he says, just watch, just watch, I'm coming, I'm coming. You know, the Edgar, you know, like the Edgar Allan Poe stories, right? It's, it's, it's that whole idea of that you intimidate your opponent so much that even though he is not lost, he gives up and says, oh, done. And that's what the kuffar are doing today. Right? Intimidation. We cannot fall into this trap of shaitanic intimidation. Whenever he comes to us and puts these thoughts of fear. My beloved friends, fear... Allah says in the Quran Shaytan promises you poverty and instructs you to do evil lewdness. Acts of zina, acts of fuhsh, they all come from shaytan. He forces you to do it. Not forces you, he pushes you, encourages you. And he promises you poverty that if you spend in Allah's path, you'll become poor. And when you don't spend, He wants you to go towards this sin. What else? Allah Azza wa says, إنما uh, indeed that is shaitan who is intimidating you through his friends some of the students of Arabic may be wondering what's going on here awliyau, this is he intimidating his friends and that's why this is this is called this there is ba muqaddar here bi he is intimidating his enemies through his friends so all of those people who try to intimidate us today's I'll be honest, today's like you know, big night. Already has been announced. <laughs> Who won? New Hampshire, right? So now that everyone knows, the Muslim ban is coming. So uh, what do you, I remember that first time around that happened. I was like, subhanAllah. It was just like the buildup to that was so huge. And I was so, like everyone else, very overwhelmed. And I remember one day I said, I don't know what to do. I'm so overwhelmed. What to do? I just picked up the Mus'haf and just started reading. Like I was just so anxious. I said, let me just pick up the Quran and start reading. I am just I can't handle this anymore. But subhanAllah, just reading the Quran, gave such level of peace and comfort. And that, how dare I get scared, man? Every single thing. Today, no one can control how many, how many times you use the bathroom besides Allah. Whether you can even relieve yourself or not, or you have to run to the hospital in pain. That's in the hands of Allah. How can I sit there and think that, subhanAllah, someone can stop me from obeying Him? Someone can stop me from fulfilling my rights? Someone can fulf, stop me from doing what I need to do? Audhu Billah. That fear itself is wrong. I am elevating someone to the status of divineness. Allah lishay. In His hands everything Allah Himself says that You and I should say that. Oh Allah, you give honor to who you wish And you give disgrace to whoever you wish You are the one who gives kingdom to whoever you wishes And you snatch it from whoever you wishes. So anyone who's becoming and winning an election Anywhere in the world Anyone who's ascending the throne He's only ascending that throne because Allah wills it He's only winning in an election because Allah wills it That yaqeen has to be there that how can I be afraid and intimidated by this and that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every action of His is filled with wisdom. And what He has in plan, we don't know. What خير will come out? What goodness will come out in the long run? For the ummah. That yaqeen we have to have. So when our connection with the Qur'an becomes weak, then we will start becoming intimidated by all sorts of things. We ask Allah Azza wa to strengthen all of our relationships with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah Azza wa to allow us to find solutions to our problems in the Qur'an. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us humble and sincere in front of the Qur'an. Amin. Rabbil Last week, we spoke about the many topics, but one of the things that we ended on was, was the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the last ayah was, رَبُّكَ يَخْلُقُ مَا <وَيَخْتَار> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates whatever He wishes. Right? يَشَاءُ وَيَخْتَارُ uh, he, he, Moreover, Your Lord creates whatever He so wills, and He, so, and he alone chooses whatever He wants. The tafsir. One tafsir is, whoever He, is, he chooses who, he's, who is gonna become His prophet. But it's just not that. Every single thing is also in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why is this very important, my friends? It's connected to what I just ended off about elections. This idea is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is creating the heavens and the earth and is creating everything that you can imagine. Allah created you and Allah created your actions as well. The mu'tazila, they say that a human being, he is his own creator of his actions. That a human being 100% creates his own actions. And Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah say, no, that is incorrect. Although whatever the Mu'tazila say, it always seems very logical, you know? Because uh, that's why we call the modern-day Neo-Mu'tazilites. All the people who love to just make logic as the criterion of right and wrong, they have a very Mu'tazila type of mindset. Very shallow, not looking beyond what meets the, meets the eyes. So, the Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jamal say no. Our job, we do kasb, we work. We make an effort, our job is irada. We make intention, we try. But the quwa, the ability to fulfill our intention, the ability to follow through our intention, that has to come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like Ali radiallahu anhu was asked, how do you balance and explain the, 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 the balance between tadbir and taqdir, Tadbir and taqdir, Your planning and Allah's decree. How do you explain the connection between the two tadbir and What? Taqdeer He said, lift up your one leg He said, lift up your one leg So the person lifted up his leg And he said, okay, lift up the other one He said, I can't How can I lift up the other one? He said, well, lifting up the first leg This is your tadbir This is your ability to do It's not karsakti ab You can do that much Your irada Lift up your first leg You did that Taqdeer, willpower uh, No, the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And decree is something now That is beyond you You can't do that That's the second part of it so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He rewards us or punishes us, my dear brothers and sisters, it's based on our choice, our choosing, our effort. That's what we're getting punished for or rewarded. But also remember that we are not able to achieve whatever we were without the will of Allah. That's why they say, "Qadam A person, he doesn't come to the masjid, today you are not here because you wanted to be here, only. You're here because you wanted to be here and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you then the qudrah and the ability to fulfill that intention. How many of us have made intention so many times to come here, but we haven't been able to for the past many weeks? But today you are. Or how many of you have never come? Today is your first time. Maybe you heard about it. But what happens? That is your irada meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mashia. When our intention meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's intention and mashia, then things happen, the spark happens. So this is where we realize How much you and I are in need of begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For tawfiq to achieve goodness We had a, 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 some non-Muslims and some Muslims come to our tour this week earlier And I was explaining to them this top you know, ayah that's written on the d- dome And the ayah there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says In Allah Samawati wal arda All the way at the top, 55 foot above you Inna Samawati wal arda Indeed, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala he holds up the heavens and the earth from falling. Walla in and if they were both to fall, in min min badi, none besides Him can keep it afloat. Innau Indeed, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is all forbearing, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is all forgiving. And I, I, I mashallah, you know these even non-Muslims when they look, I give them first a tour of the ninety-nine names of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, right from over there. Rahim? You can see it from like you can see if it's a clock, it starts at four o'clock, right? Who are Rahman or Rahim al Malikul Qadusu Salam? then the next one it starts at Al muminul Muheimin Aziz Jabal Al Khaliq. Then the next one it starts from Al Bari Al Musawir Al Ghafir Al Qahal Wahab Al Razak. The next one Al fatah Al Ali Al Qabid Al Basil Al Khafid Al Raffiyah like that. It Starts at four o'clock in each each medallion the name of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and it ends over here. Al Hadi Al Badi Al Baqi Al Wari Sabur. So, and then, I said, you have this, you know, I explained the various beautiful architectural elements of the masjid. And then eventually, besides after talking about the chandeliers and this and that, I said, look at the verse at the top. What is it, what are, why is that verse all the way at the top? That's telling us that whatever feat you have achieved, architectural or anything of that sort, in your life, whether in this masjid or in your own life, you're successful in your career, you're successful in your entrepreneurship, you're successful in your business. Understand, that you're not successful because of your own will you're only successful because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed you and enabled you to be successful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he's the one who's keeping the heavens and the earth afloat he's the one who's keeping the heavens and earth in motion and if he pulls his hands back if he pulls his power back let's see you do it you can't so that one who's keeping the heavens and the earth running is the same one who's keeping our houses running our messages running our business is running now you wonder, Ya Allah, I, we've been so disobedient. Why, does my, why is my house running? Why do I still have a home when I've been so disobedient to you? Why am I still able to go to work when I've been so disobedient to you? Why am I able to still come back home safe and sound without slipping and falling on the road? Even though I've disobeyed you. Why? And the answer is, Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forbearing and forgiving. That's why. You're, he, otherwise, if you were to treat you based on how you ought to be treated, your whole life should have been destroyed, my life should have been destroyed, we should have lost our eyesight, we should have lost our nerves, we should have lost everything if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were to treat us based on how we ought to be treated. So on, she started crying, you know, and so many non-Muslims, honestly, when I asked them this in larger groups, smaller groups, they get so touched by that, I said, we are taught to be humble, right, may Allah make us humble, right, but never attribute our success to ourselves. Whatever level of material, emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, success you and I have ever achieved, it's only due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The biggest mistake anyone can do is to attribute that success to themselves. Huge mistake. And that's exactly what we'll see next week's daras what Qarun did. Right? Success, lots of wealth, unbelievable amounts of wealth. But he attributed it to himself, and Allah azza wa made him into an example for the whole world to see and it's mentioned in the Quran that your success, your material success did not save you in the least from being pushed to the bottom of the earth in right in front of your community Alright <الْخِيرَة> Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says that none of these people have a choice يعني a, 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 people do not have a choice in choosing a different sharia choosing a different prophet choosing a different Quran none of that or choosing a, a, choosing a, a different God uh, one time Nabi Sallallahu Wasallam said one day he saw something upset him, and he said, "Listen, I, you are my Ummah and I am your nabi that 's it. You cannot choose another Nabi. My sunnah is, your, is something which you have to follow If Musa Salam were to be alive, then even he would have to follow my sunnah right So we should never get impressed by what we see others doing. We have to have this absolute sense of um, peace and contentment that the best lifestyle is our Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's lifestyle Subhanallahi wa ta'ala amma then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa rabbuka ya'lamu ma sudurhum." your Lord knows well all that their hearts harbor and all that they make know there are three things here one is sir your secrets of your heart one is okay hold on first alania. one is externally open publicly everything your actions that people, people know or well, some people know. Allah knows that. Number two is sir. What you do in seclusion. And one is akhfa. That which is more hidden than the secret. It's things that about yourself that you don't even realize. That it doesn't even like cross your mind but you're involved in. Or you're doing. Or you will do. Or you have done. You've forgotten it. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya'alamu jarahtum bin nahar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows exactly what jaraha. What actions you have taken undertaken throughout the day right he knows that he knows allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the uh, what you have done at night and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows those things as it comes ma those thoughts that cross your heart and those thoughts that has not crossed your heart yet that you haven't even figured out that this thought is going to come allah says ahsahullahu wa people forget what they have done but allah never forgets People forget If you ask yourself A simple thing Three weeks ago Three days, not three weeks ago Three days ago What did you eat for lunch? All right? What did you eat for dinner? We, we can't remember that What Who did you Whose heart did you break On such and such day? Who's gonna remember that? 20 years ago Did you owe some money to someone? Who's gonna remember that? Did you, did you snicker at someone? Did you make fun of someone? Did you say a harsh comment? Did you break someone's heart? Six years ago Two years ago Who remembers that? Allah says ah, Allah. Allah remembers it Allah has preserved it. Allah remembers it. Your Lord doesn't forget and your Lord is never misled. He's never, he, you know, so many people, whether law enforcement or whoever, the best of the best, they always, they always prone to making mistakes. We, bare, we had the criminal, just like that he just ran away. We almost had him but he's gone. Happens all day, every day. You forget, you don't connect the dots, uh, you're, you are misled, so many mistakes happen. That does not happen with Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forget, my dear brothers, you know you can we can you and I can run and hide from the people. But we can never run and hide from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And may Allah give us the faham of this. No place to run, no place to hide from Allah. But coming back to Allah. dua. La malja wa la manja Allahi illa ilayh. It's from the Quran. No place to hide, no place to run, no place to seek shelter from Allah except for by coming back to Allah. I like to give an example of a child who is upset, three, four year old child, upset his mother didn't give him what he wanted. So now he's throwing a tantrum. There in a store. He says, I want this chocolate bar. And the mom says, No, you had enough chocolate. We're not buying this. So he gets upset and gets angry. What happens? He runs away. Typical. He runs away. Oh, I'm, I'm mad at you. He runs away. And after a while, the mom moves on or goes down to the cash, cash register. And after 30 seconds, he's looking around, he can't see his mom. What happens to him? Now he starts crying, but for a different reason. Because he can't see his mother. Right? Looking in, where's my mom? Where's mom? Oh, you were just angry with her. Just go, go sit in someone else's cart, man. Move on. Right? Why don't you just, just walk home? But no, now he's so he's so scared and so worried that he can't see his mother. All everyone's like, Where's where's mom? Where's my mom? Where's my mom? And now he's now he's brought back to the mom. What As soon as he brought back br- br- back to the mom, he hugs her. right, Real tight. A usual one who just ran away. But he's hugging right back. And now he's crying again, but a different cry. Now he's angry. That, why did you walk ahead? Without, without, <laughs> why did you allow me to get lost? Now he's crying also. First he was angry at why you're not giving me. Then he changed to crying because he was genuinely lost, he was scared. Now he's crying because angry at why he, his mother did not immediately you know, stay with him. This relationship is very unique. What does that child understand? The child realizes that all my needs get fulfilled through my mother. And whether I like it or not, I gotta stick with her. And if I think that I'm not unhappy with her, well, guess what? There's no other options. She is actually, from beginning to end, the fulfillment of my needs. SubhanAllah. That's the relationship we're supposed to have with Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. That if I feel fear that I am in trouble with Allah, well, you don't need to go ask anyone else for forgiveness, go right back to Him. If I am upset about why didn't, things didn't happen the way I want it to be, well, you got to go talk it out with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any issue that you and I have, go right back to speaking with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why there's another beautiful dua that the Prophet wa would recite. And this is the dua of L- L- Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam recited profusely in which night? Laylatul Nisbin al Sha'ban, which is a month away from now. 15th night of Sha'ban, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was in sajda. Such a long sajda that his wife thought that he had passed away. Right? in some narrations she thought it's passed away and so he raised his voice in this dua Allahumma inna na'udhu bi min sakhatik wa bi mu'afatika min oh Allah I seek refuge in your pleasure from your anger I'm running away from your anger but where do I run I run right back to your pleasure I'm seeking refuge from your anger you know in your pleasure wa bi mu'afatika min and oh Allah I am seeking I'm running away from your punishment where do I find shelter? Be mu'afatika in you giving me well being. If you're sifa of being mu'afi, the one, uh, if I may say that, the one who gives afiya, I'm going back to that attribute of give, the one who gives afiya and well being to run away from the attributes of giving punishment. Okay? And number three, wa'a'udhu bika minka. I seek refuge in you from you. Allahu akbar. This is so deep. I seek refuge in you from. Because what happens usually when the dad is angry, the child will run to the mother, please save me from my dad. Mother is angry, go run to the father, save me from mom. So when the teacher is angry, say, go run to the parent etc like this but when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have no place to run no place to hide from Allah but right going back right to Allah and Allah is so kareem Allah is so raheem Allah Jalla doesn't make fun of us Allah doesn't call us names Allah doesn't taunt us Allah doesn't mock us and say why? why are you coming now? huh? why are you coming now? tough guy nah, none of that stuff let me see your arrogance let me see your wealth I thought you were all so strong none of that stuff Allah. He has the full right to say that but he never says that. Allah Azza wa Jalla. Instead, in Hadith Qudsi, says that I wait every single night li musi an so that the one who sinned all day, maybe tonight he wants to repent. And every morning I wait that the one who sinned all night today, maybe just today, he sees the sunrise. He's like, man, how many other sunrises I'm gonna see? I don't know how many more I got left. Let me make tawbah today. Subhanallah. Every morning, every evening, Allah is waiting for the sinner to repent. And he tells the heavens and the earth. He tells the mountains and the earth uh, and all the other na- forces of nature that are absolutely fed up with the human being. They are so fed up. Look, you know, think about this. Students of knowledge sitting here. You're a focused, mature student sitting in class taking notes of your ustad. You gave up your job to be here. You're, you're really serious. And you have a little immature kid next to you who's sitting there, cracking jokes, making, making holes in a water bottle, spraying it, making you know, paper airplanes, etc. How annoyed you would be if the teacher starts correcting him saying stop it kid stop it stop it okay that's it i'm not going to teach anymore because of this annoyance how upset you would get just think about a small little classroom discussion imagine how the earth and the and the oceans and the mountains feel looking at you and i that you you little like little dot like who are you who in the world do you even think you are that you sit there walking on me using me as a shelter enjoying my fish and whatever i hold in my belly and yet you disobey the one who created us, Honest, honestly, you, ha- you have the guts, right? No, it's not the guts, you're stupid, you're foolish, that you think that you can stand up against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's why they say to Allah, Ya Allah, please give me permission. And not a day goes by where the ocean doesn't seek permission from Allah. Ya Allah, please you give me, give me permission, allow these angels to stop holding me, and let me just wipe these guys out. Every single day the earth asks, Ya Allah, please, please allow me. I'm done with this human beings, done with them. Let me open up and swallow them. How long will it take for the earth to swallow? Seconds. That's it. How long, what, what, one small earthquake, oh, subhanAllah, that lasts 30 seconds. What does it do to us? One, one tsunami that lasts maybe uh, you know, half an hour, Allahu Akbar. What does it do to us? One mudslide that comes in, finished. One hurricane that comes in, what does it do? Ya Allah. Ya Allah. Right? So this is permission, these nature, forces of nature asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every day, and it's very obvious That the forces of nature Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala What does He do? He holds them back As it comes in hadith Allah holds them back And He says No, no, please And he t- eventually When they keep on begging Him he, Allah azza wa Tells them It comes in one hadith That if they are your creation Then you can go ahead And do with them As you like And if they are my creation Then I ask you to step away I am waiting for the day That they will want to repent Subhanallah that's what he says, Haliman Ghafura. Allah is forbearing and Allah is forgiving. Who can, you, can you find a mother like this? Can you find a father like this? Can you find a teacher like this? Can you find a mentor like this? A spouse, a wife, a husband all the love out there honestly nothing nothing compares to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his servants where even if a person repen- sins and then repents sins and then repents Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala مرتن, even if a person breaks his repentance 70 times in one day if he goes ahead and repents the 71st time Allah Azza wa Jalla will forgive him just like he would forgive him the first time Allah knows his sincerity right Allah knows that this person is trying but he's got problems he's got issues so why when we have these type of hadith, Should we ever listen to shaitan and whisper and, he says, and when he says give up, give up, give up You can never change That's all shaitan's trick Because why? He himself gave up And he's suffering And misery loves company He's suffering He knows where he's headed So he wants As many more people to join him in Jahannam May Allah protect us from ever becoming despondent from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, Allah knows what's in your hearts and all that you make know. I'lan, yu'linoon from I'lan, openly. So we said there's three things, three levels. What is apparent, what is hidden in your heart that you know and what you do not know as well. What do we not know as well? All the things that we forgot and all of the things that most of us realize, do not realize of what sins we're committing. Honestly, this is the truth. A bigot doesn't realize he's a bigot. An arrogant person doesn't realize he's arrogant. A one intoxicated with materialism, intoxicated with wealth, love of wealth, he doesn't realize. He says, no man, what are you talking about? I'm humble. I don't care about that. Nah, he's saying that he can't realize it. That's the issue. We have loads of spiritual diseases, but we simply cannot acknowledge that we can't understand that and that is also enhanced in the full knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah says another in surah mulk "Wa qawlakum aw speak loudly aw wasirru speak softly awijharubi, or speak loudly innahu alimun bi sudur forget about speaking Allah knows what's in the hearts I guess a jib ayat surah mulk speak loudly or speak softly then Allah says say he can hear both he says no i know what's in your heart you don't have to even speak Meaning, if someone backbites, if someone lies, if someone cheats, if someone breaks someone's heart, how often, may Allah forgive us, we're involved in these types of horrible, horrible sins of the tongue. And we think just by speaking softly, "Ah, we're not going to get sin for it. We speak softly, they say the ears, the walls have ears. Forget the walls, what about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What about Allah azza wa jal? Oh, the the phones are here, we got to speak softly. Google is listening and Fulan is listening. It's true. But this should make us reflect on the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Samir? Can we be afraid of any other listening besides that? When we start, if, if we start recognizing who Allah is, my dear brothers, our life will be different. Honestly, this goes back to our weak marifa of Allah. When we read all of these verses, I hope we start realizing our lives, honestly, are the lives of hypocrites. We live a life of a hypocrite. None of us should ever honestly think that we are some believer. Because look at how much we are afraid of makhluk. Afraid of makhluk finding out what we do. Makhluk finding out what we said. Makhluk finding out where we went. All worried about everyone else and no concern, never... That in the middle of the night, when, when all of this, I'm under the cover of the night, I'm sitting. How about the one who created the night? When aren't you going to be afraid of him? As a poet says that. That when, when in the midst of the night you find that the nafs is encouraging you to sin, ask yourself, how can you hide yourself from the one who created the night? Allahu Akbar. And the layers of darkness. So why is that fear not there? Or the love, either way. But here we are. I'm in the masjid, you're in the masjid. Allah forgive me and forgive you. If you look at it, if we ponder, the sahaba always thought, every single sahabi always thought that he was a hypocrite. When is the last time you and I said, I am maybe a hypocrite. When was the last time it crossed your mind? If someone calls you a hypocrite, you slap in the faith. be billah, what? You're a kafir, you call me manaf? that's what it is. How dare you call me a hypocrite? When the sahaba they say, the tabi'in says, that there was not a single sahabi I met, except that he would regard himself as a hypocrite. This was the norm. And that's when you get, there's a chance of safety. When there's so much level of fear. And the guy who's sitting there, thinking man, Jannah's got my name all over, I can see it. My streets, I can see the streets named after me. If that's a concept that we have, then naturally we're never going to be motivated to do what we're supposed to do so focusing on the knowledge of Allah al-Alim the fact that he knows what we what we uh, what we har- harbor uh, what we have in our heart what we do what we say openly is something very beautiful i was listening to a recording or a from a bayan of my honorable ustad hazamona sulaiman khosidama barakatuhum speaking about his honorable ustad who i had alhamdulillah the honor of visiting and meeting in Gujarat. Uh, Hazrat Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri al Ali, one of the leading, last of the you know top not, uh, top ulama of the of the entire subcontinent, Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri May Allah put barakah in his life. May Allah grant him shifa. May Allah subhanahu wa taala allow him to live many 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 beautiful years ahead, and may Allah subhanahu wa taala allow all those around him to benefit from him, and allow us to benefit from his faith as well. Amin Rabbil Alameen. So he was he was mentioning about him some many beautiful points, and he said. If you want, to spe- you want to see a man who has a clean heart He said, you know, Mufti Ahmad Khan Pudi was a mufti of Gujarat, right? And right now too, he's one of the senior muftis of the entire India And uh, so, it's so interesting I'm just adding this detail I was in, I was in Sri Lanka uh, back in 2016 or 17 Spending a few days I had off from, uh, you know, madrasa here With Monana Choksi Saab uh, To go spend my holidays with him Because he's traveling I said, let me spend my days traveling And, you know, spending his company So we went to Sri Lanka And we were in one masjid and subhanAllah um, it was so amazing that in that same masjid Hazrat Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri his ustad who is like you know decades older than him subhanAllah also arrived right in that same masjid in Sri Lanka and so it was just an amazing honor for me to be not only in front of my teacher but my teacher's teacher you know who has hundreds and hundreds of, of thousands of students and just to see that relationship because we grew up you know having this amazing level of awe of our ustad But then to see him in front of his ustad It's just like something He's just like, whoa Does this even exist? You have a 70-year-old man Who 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 instills so much awe in you But he's awestruck in front of a person ahead of him Allah says in the Quran Over every knowledgeable person Is the one who has more knowledge MashaAllah And this is the sifat of ulama No matter how old you become No matter how knowledgeable you become In front of your ustad, you're nothing In front of your teacher, you'll always be nothing like a child, no matter how old and wealthy he may become in front of his father or his mother, he's still a baby or child and the same goes for our relationship with our teacher. So he was talking about Mufti Ahmad and he said, at that time, he said I saw in all the 40 years I spent with him, he never ever ever took out his vengeance against anyone, personal grudge never, he said there would be people who were sworn enemies against him and people who hurt him immensely personally and with literally one signature, he could ruin their life with a fatwa or with a statement or with a, you know, announcement. Challah take care of this guy. That's it. He said never, never once did he ever lift his pen in a manner that would hurt someone even though that person had hurt him. Never would have lift his voice in a manner to instigate people to hurt someone. He said there was an incident where he was coming in a, on a motorcycle and a drunkard Hindu at that time he came and uh, crashed into his car and Hazrat Mufti broke his leg. SubhanAllah. And so the crowd gathered. This is the Mufti of Gujarat. And he's now on the floor and bleeding and a broken leg. And who did it? A drunkard Hindu. Now you know, the mob mentality. Mob mentality. He said, right then and there, he, he started begging the people. He said, this is my leg. I got hurt. I'm bleeding, not you all. I beg you in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that all of you move away. Please do not touch him. In front of all of you, I make, you all, I make Allah witness that I have forgiven him for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've forgiven him for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Please do not touch him no charges against and then he said for three months he had to be in a cast and he could not walk and he was at home teaching and he said I cannot come so then he said subhanallah if I'm at home how can I take salary so then he said Khalas, I'm not going to longer take any salary from the madrasa then after three months of staying at home and just teaching from home and not taking a salary he said Allah has been providing for me without taking a salary from the madrasa from today I'm never going to take a salary again subhanallah I'll just sell some books I'll do some other small little business and I'll use that you know, means to take care of myself. Amazing things he mentioned. But the key thing, why I mentioned this story here, what reminded me of the fact is that having a clean heart. What did we end last week's dars on? Who remembers? Who remembers last week's dars? All of you, you made a commitment with me. All of you here, we, we, we made some dua together. What was that? Huh? charity. Ah, what charity? sahaba gave Right. So what did you do? I'm <laughs> tried okay, all right? I thought we all tried. What was that? We said, Inshallah, we're getting the Sahabi who, who, whose charity shook the throne of Allah. You all remembering that? The charity that shook the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What charity was that? Someone in the back, what was that? Yes, it was giving, giving charity of the honor. He didn't have any money to give. And before he went to sleep, he said, I want to give something. He said, I give my honor in charity that whoever has attacked me, whoever has backbited me, whoever has lied to me, whoever has spoken ill about me, I have forgiven him for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I will not hold him accountable on the day of judgment. We're talking about billions of worth of hasanat. Just give it away. That shook the throne of Allah. That charity, no, like none other. That is something we need to do every single night. We talked about Abu Darda's story. Do you remember that? Umm Darda's story and how he would the dua he would repeat. Which du'a was that? The du'a of what? Du'a of looking into the what's going on? This is a brand new crowd, or you just we forgot? You see, I said, ah, Allah, wa nasu. Allah remembers and we forgot. Right? What was that? Of looking into the mirror. What was dua? Is that? Oh Allah, the way you have made my physique beautiful. Allahumma kama hassan the Allah, made made, the way you made my physique beautiful, hassan khulqi, make my character beautiful. I may just add at one point, my beloved, I see a few people taking notes. Honestly, Allah, you'll benefit so much, those of you who are regulars, if you take notes. This is your notes. You can reflect upon. You can share with your wife and your kids. You can look at it you know, afterwards. You can Allah give you tawfiq to study more tafsir afterwards as well. This will be so much beneficial for you to just sit and read through your diary. And that will ensure that you stay awake, you stay alert, you stay connected, you feel like it's a class, not like I would drive through one, in, one day in and many weeks out. And even if you somehow are traveling, then you can listen online. So I encourage you to please make a habit of, of taking notes. It will help you a lot so that we're not becoming passive listeners right this is just last week stuff and it was so powerful I put it I put my and in speaking in this we already forgotten this subhanallah so what was that oh Allah kama hassan the the way you have created my physique beautiful create my uh, my akhlaq and character beautiful as well this is the dua of looking into the mirror and Abu Darda عنه, would recite this dua every night in tahajjud for hours or however long and, he, and the reason was that he said If this dua gets accepted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will give me two things Did not we talk about am I, am I making a mistake? I didn't say this? No, didn't about it. Huh? We have about it. Okay it's Not in Tuesday Tafsir It's okay. The previous dars Okay Yes, I spoke about it in uh, I just not remember Where was this? I spoke about it in another bayan somewhere Probably this week But khair Here in this Tuesday This Tuesday uh, I didn't speak about it so for, You know Forgive me for that I spoke about it in in the previous Tuesday, definitely here. What was that? Is that all? Oh, two things you get. Two things you get. One is my parents' du'a will get accepted. Now make a note of this. Now, okay. The du'a of looking into the mirror, Abu Darda radiAllahu Anhu, is making every night. Why would you make that du'a? Oh, why, you know, Ya Allah, give me Jannat You could do that. He's making Ya Allah the way you made me look beautiful. Make my character beautiful so she asked the husband why is this du'a you're making throughout the night and he said something so powerful he said if this du'a gets accepted I will get two huge rewards I will get two huge rewards the first one is I will get, I will become a means of great sadaqah jariya for my parents and the number two thing is I will have hasanat I will be gaining hasanat even when I'm sleeping So she said, okay, like how? He said, well, if this du'a gets accepted, what will happen to my character? It'll become what? It'll become better. As my character becomes better, I'll become more helpful to people. When I start helping people, what will happen? People, will they remember me or forget me? They'll remember me. So when they remember me, what will the first thing they say? Imagine young brother like yourself, mashaAllah. Someone says to you, you know, you do something good. You're sitting there fixing up the shoes of all the uncles outside. You're shoveling off the snow off of people's cars. Some uncle looks at you. What is he going to say? Mayakhi, you are married? No. You're married? Right. That's what he's going to say. But I have one daughter, huh? MashaAllah. <laughs> he's going to say, MashaAllah. Okay, by the way, those of you listening, This brother's not married here. Right. Inshallah, he'll be motivated to clean the snow as well. So, he, he will say, may Allah may Allah reward your parents, man. My own son doesn't clean my snow My own son doesn't fix my shoes You random brother Coming and, and fixing my shoes And cleaning the snow Wow Your parents have raised you so May Allah elevate your parents May Allah you know, give them Jannah May Allah be pleased with them What's gonna happen? When they see good character in us Automatically people will make dua for our parents Yes? Subhanallah Look at Abu Darda's futuristic thinking man Look at this is Sahabi's vision That I wanna become a means of sadaqa jariya For my mom and dad and the best way to do that is to become a man of excellent character. And I become helpful to people. And then people will make dua for my parents. And number two, he said, is that when I'm sleeping also I want hasanat. How is that gonna happen? That you know, let's just think. Someone was car slid into the ditch, someone's tire got, you know, busted, and you helped them in the freezing cold to change their tire. Because you just wanted to do that. You did it for the sake of Allah. You come back home, you sip in your hot chocolate, and you go to sleep. That person, he goes home to his wife and his kids after suffering you know, outside for so many hours, no one came to help, AAA was backed up for the next 20 hours, and you came to assist him, you think he's just gonna go to sleep? He's not, he's gonna go tell his wife, he's gonna tell his kids, tell his mom and dad, may Allah reward X, Y, Z, who's come back from the tafsir and he helped me, subhanAllah. He's gonna be making dua for you so much. He had little kids in the back, he had a spouse with him, and you came and helped him at that hour. He cannot forget you, my friends. He can never forget you. 10 years from now, if you meet him, and you say, remember me? he's will like, say, oh my God, you're the brother who helped me at that cold night. Isn't that the case? There you go. So you're sleeping, but your hasanat are continuously getting accumulated. Did you all get that? So this is the dua. Repeat after me. Allahumma, kama حسنت خلقي Fahassin, khuluqi." Allahumma, kama hassanta Allahumma <laughs> kama hassantha fahassin khuluqi. Some riwayas, I think they have also ahsin, but is as well as there. So, which uh, uh, this is the dua of the looking into the mirror. And now you can apply it at night too. And the gist of it is with character and having a clean heart. The level of honor you'll get from Allah is is second to none, and this is why I wanted to mention this: that no matter we may grow out our beards, we may wear our thobes, our, we may wear our scarves, we may have uh, miswak in our pocket, but if we carry around bags full of jealousy, hatred, and animosity for our brothers and sisters, for our relatives, unfortunately, we are very, very sick. If that's the case, if that's the case, so ask Allah to give you and I the willpower to be able to just control all, delete you know, factory reset. It's hard to do that, but you gotta do it. We have to ask Allah to allow us to factory reset our hearts. All those people that we have harbored grudges against, I want all of us, inshaAllah, to make niyyah, that we forgive them today. Just say, ya Allah, at least I'm gonna attempt to forgive everyone who has hurt my feelings, who has backbited me for your sake. And ya Allah, that huge donation that I am giving now of my honor, make that a means of allowing me to restart my life and to live it in the manner that you want it to be. Can we do that? Yeah, right? Make this intention now. Right? Khalas, you don't have to swipe your American Express. Nothing, brother. Just, just say what I'm saying and say, ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I, I am giving my honor away in charity and through the barakah of this donation. Allow me to begin to lead my life in a manner that you want me to be. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts that, subhanallah, we have an amazing, beautiful life ahead of us. Wahu Allah la ilaha illahu. For it is He, Allah, alone who is God. Lahu wa There There is no God but Him. La alhamdulillahu To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belongs all praise fil in this world, wal-akhirah and in the hereafter. We're not going to only praise Allah here. On the day of judgment, inshallah, when we're headed to Jannah and we are on the bridge going over jahannam what will we be saying and the people of jannah saying alhamdulillah all praise belongs to allah who guided us towards islam and tawfiq gave us a tawfiq to become worthy of jannah wama kunna an hadan allah and we will we would have never found islam never found the sunnah never found the quran never been able to do any good lawla an hadan allah if it wasn't for allah who guided us so even in the akhirah, every single moment that we're going to be enjoying Jannah, we're going to be praising and thanking Allah for enabling us to do that which would, become, which would make us worthy of His mercy. Remember that, what I just said. Not make worthy of Jannah. Because actions do not make you worthy of Jannah. You understand that? Actions do not make you worthy of Jannah. A- sincere actions make you worthy of the mercy of Allah, which will make you worthy of Jannah. Because the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "None of you will enter Jannah with his actions." The Sahaba said, "What about you?" He said, "Not even me. I cannot even enter Jannah with my actions. Illa an bi min indi." Except and unless and until Allah subhanahu wa taala enshrouds me with his mercy. So if Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying, "Without Allah's mercy, you cannot get to paradise," what about you and I? So the question is, what's the point of doing any actions then? If Allah is, the, if I'm dependent on Allah's mercy, then hey man, what's the point of trying? Right, That's shaytani thinking And the answer is In order to get Allah's mercy You have to if In order to become deserving of Allah's mercy You're not gonna get it through a Disobedience The more you obey You just hope something will get to Allah And it says Khalas, I make you worthy of my mercy Thus to him alone does all the judgment belong And to him alone you all, ret- all of you are returning This ayah here Is again reminding us Of the fact that every single thing, ups and downs in this world is nothing compared to the day lahul hukm, When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold the book of deeds in front of us and the decision of Jannah and Jahannam will be in front of Him and He will decide where we're headed. A life of eternal pleasure or a life of eternal disaster. Dear friends, none I think the Mufti Hassan did a beautiful talib and he talked about Asma radhiallahu anha And what the advice she was giving Was Asma I think so that was the story uh, uh, Of giving uh, to her son Abdullah bin Zubair And one of the things That was mentioned to Asma by Hajjaj Hajjaj called Asma And she was very old And she had become blind And she said "Call, Call, call Bring her to my court Drag her into my court And when he came He began to make fun of her And he said Look, look You see I told your son Not to mess with me I told your son not to mess with me and, and he decided to uh, try to become a rebel, etc. According to Hajjaj made this whole story and in front of Asma the daughter of Abu Bakr Saddiq عنه, النطاقين, the one who helped Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the night of Hijrah so much she has done for Islam and for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he's attacking her and subhanallah what did she respond to Hajjaj? she said you may have ruined his dunya but he has ruined your akhirah." Allah, what an answer man what an answer epic answer You've, you may have think you may have thought you destroyed his dunya. In reality, he died as a Shaheed, but he has definitely ruined your akhira. right? So this is the idea. whole <laughs> whatever is happening in this world, let's not become despondent. Let's not become afraid. The actual decision-maker is Allah. Allah is a supreme power, and it is just simply that Allah is not manifesting that fully in front of all of us, otherwise there would be no test. He is going to manifest that on the day of judgment when we all be returning back to him. Then he says, Okay, you really think you're all powerful? You can do whatever you want in this world? Okay, I challenge you. Do this. Say, O humanity, say to the humanity, Have you ever considered if Allah were to make the night endless over you? Sarmad means endless until the day of judgment. What happens? The earth would plunge into bitter, bitter, bitter cold. Where no human could ever exist on it. Animals would die. If you had no sun, all 24 7, 365 days a year, for billions of years, utter darkness, what would happen? You would not be able to live. Man ilahun Who is the God other than Allah that would bring you sunshine? Will you, then not, will you then not hear Allah's words? Allah is asking. Like, if you are so powerful, if you're all powerful, then why not be, show me the control of the, uh, the, the, the sun and the moon? And bring, if I choose to bring an end to your days, how will you be able to ever bring the night back or the day back? The flip side of it. Say to humanity, O Prophet, have you ever considered if Allah were to make the daylight endless over you until the day of resurrection? Who is the God other than Allah that would bring you night? in which you take in which you rest or you in which to you repose sirun. will you then not see allah's signs now these two ayats here allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about two massive creations of his the day and the night the sun and the moon and he is reminding us that no matter how great you may think you are you are not the greatest of creation you will only be great if you follow my orders and become my vicegerent on earth if not you are asfalus safilin, the lowest of the law, below any rank of any any animal. And an animal will not go down steep so low, stoop so low, the way a disobedient human being does. What is the reason Allah subhanahu wa taala has created the night and the day? Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Wajallana نَوْمَكُمْ subata, wajallana lilila libasa, wajallana nahara ma'asha." This ayat as well, Allah has created the night for rest. Allah has created the day for work. We have flipped that. The nights have become of time for enjoyment, fun, staying awake, surfing, watching, this, that. And the, night, the long nights are supposed to be the nights of rest, and then a night of ibadah. And the day is supposed to be the day of hard work. hard Working hard for our deen and working hard for our dunya. And both of it is our deen in reality. But what has happened right now, the ummah has flipped it. And the real fun, they say, the real work starts at night. How common it is for the youth. How, what a big issue. Massive issue of the sleep cycle of people staying awake late at night, not just in America, across the, our subcontinent, unfortunately. Middle East, big problem, inf- unfortunately. People, subhanAllah, you go for Fajr Salah, you just, no one's there. You go, wake up and st- go, go, go try to get, find breakfast, all the stores are closed, right? Nothing can be found. There's no breakfast. Go in the wake, Ashta. Like, so hard to find in the Middle East as well. And in the Indo, Indo- Pak, you know, breakfast places. <laughs> like, here's such a big thing over here. Over there, you're lucky to you get your chai there, you know. That's about it. Maybe maybe on the go, the guy was slipping on the side. That's about it. The idea is that you, you sleep late, and then you wake up at 10, 11, eat your lunch, and then you go for start your day. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi has said that Allah has put barakah in this ummah's mornings. Allah has put barakah in the mornings of this ummah. What you can achieve in the morning, you cannot achieve the whole day. And that sleep that we get in the night, you can, make, you can try to sleep three times of that during the day, it's not going to give you that same barakah. Allah has made it Himself. He's saying it. <laughs> the night has been created for rest and for sleep and the day for, uh, for effort, for work. Both of this dunya and the akhirah. So this ayah is a reminder that anyone can claim he's, he's all-powerful. Tell that all-powerful person, why don't you remove the sun? Tell that all-powerful person, why don't you remove the night or the day? Dear friends, towards the end of times, this shall happen. That one of the final signs of the hereafter, before the day of judgment strikes, will be, of course, when the sun will rise from the west, and things will start flipping. And what will flip? The day of judgment will arrive. Part of that arrival will be the destruction of the sun and the moon. Allah says, "Kalla." He says in Surah Qiyamah, jumi'a al-shamsu wal-qamar." The sun and the moon will collide. Right? All these gravitational forces will go. Will go out of bounds. Allahu alam how things are happening. The sun will be wrapped up. It'll roll up, roll up like a turban is rolled up. The sun will be rolled up, right? The oceans will be lit on fire. Every single within the The stars will fall the way you take a you know you take the way snowflakes fall. These massive, massive. (laughs) Subhanallah. How can we even explain what a star is, right? In terms, think about how massive objects they are, how massive masses they are. These things will, intathara means just like dust. So the entire universe, the, the, the way, the, 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 the nivam of it, that tons of uh, things, the forces of nature that are making every single thing, masha'Allah, go in a proper orbit, kulun fi faleki yisbahoon, everything swimming in their orbit, all will fall apart. And before that, that, we are bringing the day of judgment closer with our own actions. When you see the global warming, when you see, Abi, ask any to speak to someone in Pakistan, they say, in Punjab. I spoke to someone in, uh, I saw yesterday in Kashmir, India Kashmir there, uh, that, that is side. SubhanAllah, they're saying first time, they're seeing that there's absolutely no snow. They're losing millions because that's where people come for the winter and enjoy the, the, the snow out there. It's 100% dry. The whole Nivam upside down. Where it's supposed to be raining, it's drought. When it's, supposed to be, when it's supposed to be dry, it's raining. Everything is out of season. And you'll see how we're bringing upon us the Day of Judgment. You understand that? This is a very ajeeb connection. And Nabi Wasallam said that the Day of Judgment will not come until the, the dry deserts of Arabia will once again become green pastures. Anyone who's been to Umrah lately will see that mountains have literally, I saw it Alhamdulillah two weeks ago. I, just, if, I know I speak about it in my bayan, but seeing it again is just shocking. It's literally green man, green. I mean within our life, not like long ago, 2018, 17, when it was not like that. Within these past three years, mountain upon mountain, just green, green, from Makkah to Medina, green. How did this happen? This is fulfillment of the prophecy of Rasulullah that we through our own actions, human's actions, are bringing about the Day of Judgment closer and closer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنْ رَحْمَتِهِ And it is only out of His mercy جَعَلَ لَكُمُ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارِ nahar," that He has made for you the night and the daylight. لَتَسْكُنُوا fi," For you to repose therein وَلَتَبْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ For you to seek out of His bounty. وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Sleeping, when you wake up, there's nothing like this, man. I tell people, when you're angry, go to sleep. And when you're frustrated, go to sleep. When you feel like committing a sin, go to sleep. It's such it's like when you're when you f- switch off your phone and you restart it, half of your problems Right? Your, most of the problem errors will take care of it. Computers restart it. Same thing. Going to sleep is such an amazing restart. MashaAllah, subhanallah, blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, you know, so that's why when you wake up, shukr. And then when you have a successful day, or not successful, whatever it was, you worked hard, alhamdulillah, subhabasham, you're working. Working at work, working in the madrasa, working at studying, make shukr that Allah give you the tawfiq to study. Allah give you the tawfiq to work. Allah give you the tawfiq to do ibadah. So la- the purpose of this switching of day and night is for us to become grateful. Yet on the day. Remember, this is the, this ayah we did last week as well. This is a repetition of that same ayah. Remember that day Allah will call the people to the judgment and He will say, Aina Shuraqa'i, He shall say to those godless wrongdoers, Where now are my associate gods that in the world you used to allege that I have? Now we don't alhamdulillah worship idols, but we do worship other people in the sense that we are afraid of other people more than we are afraid of Allah. And we value other people's happiness, friendship, pleasure more than we value the friendship, pleasure, and happiness of Allah. So Allah may ask you and I, okay, that wife that because of which you broke the orders of Allah, that husband that because of which you broke the orders of Allah, that, that so-called friend of yours that because of which you broke the friend of Allah, that cousin of yours, the son of yours, the daughter of yours, the mom of yours, the dad of yours, that non-Muslim friend of yours, all of those people that you hung out with, because of which you gave preference to their happiness over the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, bring them on. Bring them on. Let's see how much they can protect you. Someone said, Yazid, it's mentioned in books, the Yazid had, had asked one of his governors to do something, you know, improper to one of the Sahaba. So a so, uh, tabi'i, the, so, he, he he, the, the governor said, I don't know what to do, I'm so confused. My, my leader, or, or the one who I report to Yazid, is asking me to do something which is inappropriate and, and, and a type of oppression of some sort. And I know it's wrong, but he's asking me to do it. What should I do? So then he, he asked a tabi'i, and that tabi'i responded, he said, Allah will Yazid, and Yazid will not Allah. He said, "Allah subhanahu wa taala will be able to protect you, and will protect you from Yazid, but Yazid cannot protect you from Allah." Right? That's the reality. All these people who are putting pressure upon all of you and I. You know, so many things we do just because of pressure, because of friends' pressure, because the uh, people at work are doing something, so we do that. Socially, we're doing stuff just to stay to fit in. This whole idea—I need, need to fit in. So many people do so many major sins simply to fit in, brother. This person you're, you're trying to appease and to fit in, are they gonna ask them, ask them, you ready to take on Allah on the day of judgment? That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. Those false gods that you associated with me, that you cared about keeping yourself in a specific status at the office, in the workplace, and you, uh, doing social stuff, which you knew were deep down work 100% haram, but you didn't care about me, I want you to bring them on today. Bring them on and say, come, save, save you from me. So this is where Person will not be able to answer. One is the shaheed. Moreover, we shall bring forth from every community a witness. A witness. What is that witness gonna say? That Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala conveyed his message through the prophets. Shaheed. Then we shall say to those who rejected the Prophets, now, Hatu Burhanakum, bring us your proof. For all that in life is what you claim, that you said, there's no Nabi, there's no Islam, no Quran, this is all fake, this is all fake. Okay, I wanna hear the proof now. Fa'alimu. They shall know then, but it's too late. They shall know then that all truth belongs to Allah alone. For all the false god, the gods that they used to forge shall have strayed from them. It's all fallen apart. It's like, a, it's like a straw man that you created in your mind. It's fake. He said, I'm doing things because of 2024. I'm doing things because I live in a first world country. I'm doing things because of what's expected from me in college. I'm doing things because this is what's expected from me in high school. I'm doing things because this is what society expects from me. I'm doing things because this is what my job expects from me. All of those things that a person did, it will all fall down. Every single thing will fall down. And a person will not have anyone to protect him from, from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah. Ya'ani, I, I touched upon a few things today. Honestly, the, each ayah we can go so much more deeper in it. But it's not about how deep we go, it's about what we take back from here. Even if one sentence, one point of the, any of these verses hit us, Alhamdulillah, that's a success. If it brings a tear into my heart at night tonight when I reflect, if it makes me think that, well, you know, honestly, I need to start reflecting in my life, I need to bring a change, Alhamdulillah. This is it. My beloved brothers, I was reading, one of our ulama was saying, this week was a very uh, nice week for me in the sense that, mashallah, the author of the book who I benefit a lot, Sheikh Dr. Ratib Nabulusi, from Syria, he's a he is a scholar and a medical doctor, and his book Tafsir Nabulusi is I benefit tremendously from, along with Tafsir Sharawi. But uh, Alhamdulillah, he was in Turkey for visiting a conference, and Mashallah some ulama from Darussalam went to Turkey to attend a conference as well, and they met at breakfast, and so one of our colleague said, man, this looks like Shaykh Nabulusi, <laughs> and, I said, and he sent me a picture I said, yes, that's him, so alhamdulillah, I got a chance to video call him, and speak to him and I said, you know what, I've, I benefit from your tafsir so much, and all these hundreds of thousands of people benefiting, and I was surprised, he said alhamdulillah, his website, Mosul al Nabulsi website, he said, gets 2 million hits a day Right, 2 million hits today MashaAllah right? So may Allah increase him In barakah In ilm In amal And, and in khayr And allow all of us To become a sadaqa jariyah For all those mashayikh And ulama That we have benefited from And are benefiting from um, So that, that, that was just One beautiful point That I, w- I wanted to share Is that You know he, I think he mentions one time That the person may be sinning A person may be in ghafla And heedlessness But he says Do not underestimate These gatherings Right That honestly Just pop it in For an hour tafsir you're tired from work, you're tired from school, whatever, but just coming here, even if 70% you didn't follow because your mind was somewhere else, But just the barakah of angels in the house of Allah and the righteous people sitting around, of sincere people, that is so powerful in keeping us away from sin from the next week. Or making us at least realize where we have sinned. That's it. Even if we realize what mistakes we have done, we can ourselves repent. No one needs to teach us how to repent. We know how to repent. Go down on your knees and say, Allah forgive me. But the issue is we don't get the motivation. We don't get the realization. He's like, do not underestimate that if you cut yourself off from these type of gatherings, that little outlet that you have for reminder also gets away from you. So I encourage my dear beloved students and dear brothers who are here today and who are listening online and those who are not here, your friends, please encourage them. No matter how far a person has fallen off, tell them, brother, I didn't pray. No problem, just come, man. Just come, just come. Just just come for one week, one hour a week. One and a half hour a week, that's it, I won't ask you anything else. That one and a half hour a week, inshallah, of any majlis, not just Tuesday, if you go into another tafsir, by all means, I don't know where else you go, those who don't show up. Right? I'm not sure where you're going. If you're going somewhere, alhamdulillah, I am not saying you leave that and come here. But if you're not going anywhere, then come here. Right? There's no other wedding, there's no other big walima, aqiqah happening on a Tuesday night there's no competition there's just one separate program that we have just show up just show up and don't don't sit there and cry about oh man, my week, I wasted it I committed this, I committed that don't worry about that just come here and inshallah, you will get to hear what you need to hear with the will of Allah and I know it I I say this with 100% confidence that every one of you who are sincere and you come to this tafsir Ya Allah, allow me to hear what I need to hear you never walk away from this tafsir without hearing what you need to hear I know it not because I'm special because Allah is great that's why you are sincere and you present your case to Allah and Allah will never allow you to go back empty handed. You will hear what you need to hear, but you gotta get yourself here. That's simple as that. I ask Allah to grant us steadfastness and allow me, most importantly, to practice on whatever else I've been preaching as well and not make what I share with you a proof against me. Ameen Ya I Alameen. Quickly, a few programs I wanna, before I take q and A. I I want you to please make a note immediately on your phones or wherever else. February 18th, outstanding um, program the only program of its like in the entire year it's the unplugged no tech retreat it's happening February 18th to February 19th it's a long weekend president day weekend Monday will be off for all schools so you can come fly in with your children and your spouse to Chicago and you can leave from your state on Friday morning Saturday morning arrive here and inshallah join us at Saturday Maghrib the program we are going to have Itikaf and we're going to be fasting inshallah suhoor and iftar will be served here right so please be here before Maghrib for the i'tikaf to officially start because you got to enter in the masjid before Maghrib right, for, to do a 24 hour i'tikaf um, and if you are uh, uh, your sisters are coming you're more than welcome to join except that the, for the sleepover there are uh, hotels across the street Muslim hotels just book that But the rest of the program, you're more than welcome to join. We have an amazing lineup. We're going to have time for individual ibadah, individual dhikr, collective dhikr, individual tilaw of the Qur'an, collective tilaw of the Qur'an. We're going to have uh, like, like nine talks on different aspects of spirituality. We're going to talk about the art of change, how to break bad habits. We're going to have, inshallah, of course, tahajjud. We're going to have collective dua as well as individual dua. Time for you to connect with scholar Sheikh Zakaria Patel is a senior scholar from UK I'm uh, sorry, from Canada Who is a uh, khalifa of Mulana Yusuf Muta'ala Rahimahumullah Who will be joining us along with other ulama So I encourage all of you to please share this message far and wide For February 18th, inshallah. Additionally, we have um, outstanding sisters program Separate only for sisters uh, We have a female guest scholar Coming all the way from California uh, InshaAllah, please take a picture of it If you haven't already heard about it I invite your daughters, your sisters, and the women who are listening to me. Please join uh, on-site Friday, January 26th, 2:30 to 4:30. The topic will be exceptional women in our tradition and scholarship in Islam. Right, so it's an opportunity for you to listen from a very, um, uh, mashallah, accomplished alima. Uh, alhamdulillah, her bio is there as well. She's, mashallah, uh, you know, done a lot of good stuff and studied extensively. So she will be speaking. Uh, Inshaallah, to our sisters of the community as well as the um, uh, the girls of our, com- of our of our seminary. So please make note of that. Inshaallah And um, if there are any specific questions, actually, let's leave out the questions for today. Do we want to take questions? Alright. So if you if you're joining first time, just um, take a a quick um, sh- screenshot of this, and you will Inshaallah receive all the flyers by WhatsApp. Alright, all the all the flyers from the WhatsApp, so please sign up for your weekly reminders, inshaAllah. Um Let us join for a few minutes of dikr bivin ta'ala. Let's please come close together. Come close together. When we say La ilaha illallah, let's focus on all the false gods, all the things that we trust besides Allah, all the things we fear besides Allah, all the things we look up to besides Allah, all of that is being removed from our heart. And only the, the belief and the strong belief in Allah's oneness, and, Allah, and the oneness of Allah's being, the oneness of Allah's attributes, the oneness of Allah's actions, that is penetrating to the heart. And then we send salutations upon the Prophet invoking Allah's mercy and knowing that Allah is sending His special mercy upon us. And lastly, we seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our major, minor sins that we have done individually or collectively once or many times. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah La ilaha
1: illallah La ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah
0: لا إله إلا إله إلا إله 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 لا إله illallah إله إلا إله إلا إله إلا إله
1: إلا إله 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 illa la ilaha illa Allah la ilaha illa la ilaha illa la ilaha illa الله la ilaha illa la ilaha la ilaha sallallahu wa sallam Sallallahu ala Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu ala Muhammad Sallallahu Alayhi wasallam, Sallallahu Ala Muhammad Sallallahu Aihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Ala Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa Sallam, Sallallahu Ala Muhammad Sallallahu Aihi Wasallam صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه الله عليه وسلم sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu محمد wa sallam sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu wa sallam sallallahu Alaihi muhammad sallallahu الله wa sallam sallallahu الله wa sallam أستغفر الله، استغفر 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 الله، Estão Astaghfirullah. في Astaghfirullah. 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 استغفر الله 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 الذي لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وأتوب إلي بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم انت السلام وانك السلام
0: وتباركي على الجلال والكرام اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحيثنان عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم يا حي يا قيوم يا أحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا ألا نكون من الخاسرين اللهم يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والأرض يا ذي الجلال والإكرام والعزة التي لا ترام اللهم إننا نسألك التقوى والتقاء والعفاف والغنا اللهم إننا نسألك رضاك والجنة وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل ونعوذك من سخطك والنار وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل اللهم أغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا ونصرنا على القوى الكاف وأعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة للقوم الظالمين ونجينا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين رب اغفر وارحم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا المتقين إماما ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا المتقين إماما ربنا اغفر لنا والإخواننا الذين سبقون بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم اللهم ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد هذه تنا وهب لنا ملذك إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا هيئ لنا من أمن رشدا وهب لنا ملذك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمن رشدا هب لنا ملذك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمن رشدا رب صغيرة رب Allahumina s alukah Allah Allahumma Alhimna Marashida Umurina, Allahma Alhina Mrashida Murina, wa Arivna min Shuri and Fuzina, Allah mina narudu became an Iblisa wa Junudhi, Allah mina narudh became an Iblisa wajinuodi, Allahuma's mina shaitan rajim. اللهم أعصمنا من الشيطان الرجيم اللهم أعصمنا من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى من القول والعمل والفعل والنية والهداه انك على كل شيء قدير اللهم اشف مرضانا مرض المسلمين وارحم موتانا وموتى المسلمين وانصر المستضعفين من المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم وحد صفوف المسلمين واجمع كلمة مع الحق المبين اللهم انا نسألك ان في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم اللهم اننا نرجو في نحورهم ونعوذ شرورهم اللهم إن إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بنشرورهم اللهم من أراد بالإسلام والمسلمين خيرا فوفقه لكل خير ومن أراد بالإسلام والمسلمين الشر فجعل كيده في نحري اللهم هدينا في من هديت وعافينا في من عفيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا فيما أعطيت وقنا وصرف عنا شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من وليت ولا يعز من عديت تبارك ربنا وتعالى نستغفرك اللهم من جميع الذنوب والخطايا Oh Allah, we ask you to accept this gathering. Oh Allah, make this gathering blessed. Oh Allah, all those who participated in the past or in, the, in today. Oh Allah, those who are listening virtually, those who are present here in, in person, those who are here for a small part of, ta- part of the time or entire time. Oh Allah, those who are... Ya Allah, serving chai and ser- and preparing our students, our volunteers, Who those who bring the, uh, bring all these ingredients and serve it every single Tuesday meticulously. Those who stay back and clean up. Oh Allah, all those Ya Allah who forward the message, who invite people towards the program, those who who make an attempt to bring others. Ya Allah, we ask everyone Ya Allah, the speakers and the listeners, the teachers and the students. Oh Allah, allow every single person Ya Allah to walk away from this gathering in a state that you have forgiven our sins Ya Allah. Oh Allah, replace our sins with good deeds Ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow us to walk away every Tuesday in a state that you have announced your plan. With us in front of the dwellers of the heavens, ya Allah, oh Allah, make us amongst Your chosen ones. Make us amongst Your chosen ones. Make us amongst those who lead a life, who tawfiq to lead a life in a manner that is pleasing to You, ya Allah. Make it easy for myself and all of us and our loved ones and our extended relatives, ya Allah, to lead a life according to the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Oh Allah, make it easy for us to have strong willpower. Make it easy for all of us to have strong willpower. Such willpower they'll keep us away from all haram, ya Allah. Oh Allah, such willpower that will allow us to not only do the farad but the sunnah and the mustahab as well, ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow our life to. Be be a reflection of the Quran. Allow our life to be a reflection of the seed of the Prophet wasallam. Ya Allah, increase all of us in our knowledge. Oh Allah, increase our spouses and our children in their knowledge. Oh Allah, protect us all from all form of haram, Ya Allah. All form of haram spending, haram expenses, haram earnings. Oh Allah, looking at haram, listening to haram, thinking of haram, walking towards haram, engaging in haram. O oh Allah, we ask you to close the doors of forbidden things, Ya Allah. Open up the doors and, and opportunities of halal, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, make us all students of knowledge. And make us such students of knowledge who, who are who ain't, who gained the virtues of that have been mentioned by the prophet sallallahu Ya Allah, grant us ikhlas and sincerity in all our actions, Ya Allah. O Allah, reward our parents and our teachers for all that they have done for us. Allow all of us to become a great sadaqah jariyah for our parents and our teachers, Ya Allah. And our, grant all of us righteous, pious children, Ya Allah. O Allah, those who are not married, grant them the very best of healthy, righteous, pious, loving, caring spouses, Ya Allah. Such spouses that will allow them to taste the beauty of paradise in this world, Ya Allah. Such spouses that will push them towards khair and goodness, Ya Allah. And allow them to lead a life according to the sunnah of the Prophet All of those who are married, grant them healthy, righteous, pious, God-fearing children, Ya Allah. O Allah, and make it easy and teach the parents, Ya Allah, to how to raise each child, Ya Allah. And allow their children to become dutiful and respectful to you, and Ya Allah, dutiful and respectful to their parents, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you to put muhabbah love between every husband and his wife, and every wife and her husband, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you to put muhabbah and love between, Ya Allah, parents and children, and every member of the household, Ya Allah. Remove the evil effects of shaitan from our homes, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, remove the evil effects of sihr, Ya Allah, from our homes. Remove the evil effects of sihar from our homes, Ya Allah. Remove the evil effects of nazar and ayn from our homes, Ya Allah. Remove the evil effects of shaitanic deception from our homes and from our children, from our spouses, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, Oh Allah, allow us all to, to, to push back against all the evil, tr- uh, uh, evil plotting and the planning of shayateen from the humans and the shayateen from the jinn, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, grant us absolute protection from these plots. Oh Allah, do not allow these plots to become successful against us, Ya Allah. Against our communities, against our masjids, our institutions, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, against our ulama senior and junior, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you all those who've come here today, and those, and those who are listening, Ya Allah, whatever issues they're going through, we ask you, Ya Allah, most qadir, most capable, that remove their issues from from their life. Allah allow them to find hope and deen. Allow them to follow the deen. Allah allow them to find comfort in the deen. Allow them to be able to find you, Ya Allah, Allah allow them to be able to find the Sunnah of the Prophet. Allow the direction of the heart. To change from dunya towards akhirah, To change from wealth towards a'mal. To change from the creation towards the creator. O oh Allah, we ask you to have mercy upon our brothers and sisters across the globe wherever they are being punished and, and persecuted. Ya Allah, O oh Allah, especially our brothers and sisters in Palestine. O oh Allah, we ask you to have your special, special mercy upon them. O oh Allah, through their patience and because of their patience, Ya Allah, O oh Allah, remove the difficulty from them and remove the ghafla and heedlessness from all of our hearts and minds, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, bring an awakening within the Muslim ummah. Bring an awakening within the non-Muslim ummah as well, Ya Allah. Open up the doors of Islam across the globe, Ya Allah. Allow people to find the beauty of deen, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask, You, Allah, to grant us all the khayr and good that the Prophet had sought from you. And we seek refuge in you from all the evil that the Prophet sought refuge in you from, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, protect this madrasa and this masjid, and all our volunteers, and our students, and our patrons, and well-wishers, and all the musallis, and all those who attend the programs. Ya Allah, protect all, Ya Allah, from the evil effects of shaitan and nafs, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, from any and all natural calamities, Ya Allah. We ask you to protect protection for this entire place, Ya Allah. And all Deen institutions, all dini madaris ya Allah oh Allah whatever khairan good was said today indeed it was from you we ask you to accept it ya Allah whatever mistakes were made indeed it was from our own self we seek forgiveness ya Allah in you from that subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wasalamun al musaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen ameen ameen wa jazakumullahu wa wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh